Welcome to Got Your Radio, the show where you will know everything about local businesses in San Antonio, Texas. I'm your host, Stephanie Byers. Hello, Goja people! Welcome to the third season. We're so happy that you still listen to us and we have a new audience as well. So we have audience in US, Mexico, Germany, Philippines, and Singapore. So hi, Goja people! Thank you so much! In case that you are listening to me for the first time, let me tell you. This podcast is about business owners in San Antonio, Texas. So we want everyone to support local businesses, especially um, this, on these days. And for that, we have a different guest every week. And they come and share with us their story on how they started uh, their companies, their personal experiences with local people and of course they tell us a little bit about their businesses so this week i wanted to introduce you a very successful and creative businesswoman so she's a business owner businesswoman a mom of three and a wife so rayana pecan owner of jarl sale management welcome Nowadays, the, the woman works a lot and we are always busy with different things like being a business owner or go to work, being a mom, a wife, a friend, a neighbor and much more that we all always have our plate full, right? So we're so busy that sometimes we don't have enough time to organize a few things on the house or keep things in the garage that we are attached because of the memory that that item brings it to us. So I don't know you, <laughs> but sometimes I go into my garage and just driving me nuts because it is where we usually storage things Almost every people use the garage like a storage, right? So a lot of times you just go and put something there and say like, uh, I will check it out later or I've saved this for next year. Especially, I don't know, now for Christmas you put everything on the garage, you know? And for the rest of the year, you actually kind of forget what you have in there so it's oh we don't have the energy or we don't have the time to do it and or sometimes we just we don't really want to go through things and decide what we need what we don't need because sometimes the pile is too big <laughs> so here is where where Rayana does her magic so Please, Rayana, let us first welcome to my show. And now, like, please tell us a little bit about your background, your story. How did you start it with your business? I'm great. I'm enjoying our seven degree weather today. Oh, yeah. By the way, we have like a winter clothes on <laughs> us. <laughs> and we're sweating. <laughs> so... Uh, let me tell you a little bit about Rihanna. She's the owner of Yard Sale Manager Management. Sorry, Yard Sale Management. Yard Sale Management. 
she's gonna tell us a little bit about her business. Uh, she has really great services. I think it's a very original and great, great <laughs> idea of business. So tell us about your background and your story. Sure. So I went to college at uh, Mercyhurst College. Well, it's now Mercyhurst University. Um, and I studied hotel management and I uh, got my bachelor's in hotel restaurant management. Um, I started off working out of college for uh, the Gaylord Texan as a intern. And then uh, right when I graduated, it was at right when the, the uh, industry was crashing and nobody was traveling. So nobody, I couldn't get a job in my industry. You would think that hotel and restaurant is like the one thing that you could definitely get a job in. And when I graduated, nobody was hiring. So I ended up taking a job with Enterprise Rent-A-Car and I worked for them for about four years, uh, left there and got a job as a director of sales for uh, Holiday Inn in Dallas and worked there for a little bit. Uh, my husband and I ended up trans, he got a promotion and it took him to Houston, worked in the hotel industry for a little bit more and he Houston and then we moved to San Antonio and when we moved to San Antonio we decided to go to a one-income household and I decided to well we decided <laughs> to stay at home that I would be a stay-at-home mom with the kids and through that time uh, it was always a dream of mine to do my own business um, I just never really knew what I wanted to do and I knew at some point it was going to happen because that feeling inside of me was so strong to start my own business and to do something on my own path. And uh, I've always been into yard sailing. I've always, I've always wanted to, I've always loved going to yard sales, shopping, holding them. Uh, I love seeing yard sale signs. I will be late to wherever I'm going. <laughs> if I see a yard sale sign, like I'm shopping. I even just recently had a client session this past weekend. And on my way to her house, I saw a yard sale sign and I texted her and I was like, I'm going to be a few minutes late. And I at least walked away with some goods. I spent three bucks and I got a new person, a yard sign. <laughs> and I was so happy. <laughs> so the day wasn't a total loss. Um, but anyway, when we moved to San Antonio, uh, we actually, we were able to hold our very first yard sale at our home. And it was something that we had, my husband and I never had the opportunity to do before. And, uh, I knew when I lived in Dallas, I had the idea of starting this business, but I, I just, I, I wasn't really sure how it was going to go, how it was going to start, how I would make it work, but I had the idea and uh, it just evolved um, from there. So you moved to San Antonio like because your husband's job? Yes. Okay. Yeah. He, he had gotten uh, another promotion uh, with his company and it took us to San Antonio. A lot of people think that we live in the military as much as we've moved or hopped, if you will. Um, but we moved to San Antonio four years ago uh, and uh, it's been a great blessing. We love it here. It's a great city. Yeah, also it's a huge, a huge change from Dallas or Houston. Oh, absolutely. Here, like here's smaller town. I kind of feel like San Antonio is the attainable city. Uh, for me, when I live in cities, I always feel like I have to conquer them. Like I have to find all the nooks and crannies and get to know everything. And Dallas was, I wasn't really ready to do that. I was still kind of trying to find my own place, living on my own outside of my, my safety zone, where it was college or back home in Baltimore. And Houston, I didn't really vibe with Houston. It wasn't 
it wasn't really my kind of city and it was so big and, and I just found it hard to navigate. I mean, it's a beautiful city. Don't get me wrong. Sorry if anybody's listening in Houston. Your city's beautiful. Um, <laughs> the food is great, um, but it just wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't jive within me. You know, not every city's meant for you to live in. Um, and when we moved to San Antonio, we rooted immediately. We knew it was our city. It was, it wasn't too big. It wasn't too small. It's like the Goldilocks city for us. It was just right. Especially now that San Antonio is growing up so fast. Oh my gosh. It's exploding. Like. <laughs> and I don't know if I'm okay with that. <laughs> I liked it to be a little bit small and perfect. Now it's getting to be like, everybody's noticing how wonderful it is. So I guess there's something to be said about that. So you like more like a kind of small, medium towns than more than... I like Huge big cities, city. but I don't like it. I don't like it to be so big that I, I feel like I can't conquer it. Like Vegas, I would love to go to Vegas, but I know mentally I won't be able to go to everything, and I accept that. But for me, I want to be able to see everything and do everything and experience it and uncover every little nook and cranny and, and cool spot. And uh, it's just harder to do in bigger cities. <laughs> I know. I, I'm from a big city. Yeah. Uh, been kind of hard like through the years going to smaller cities but that's sure I'm really enjoying uh, San Antonio as well like people are so friendly you have that yes. feeling of community. it's a melting pot yeah you have a little bit of everybody from everywhere and I think San Antonio is the kind of city where it's little city big town you have the you have a smaller city area but you have big towns all over around San Antonio and I think that's what makes it so unique is every town has its unique aspects and unique qualities and then if you really want to get something different you can drive an hour and a half to Austin and get a different city experience and then come home at the end of the day so you have you have that luxury I mean not everywhere in Texas you can drive just that short distance to get to a whole new city yeah so so tell me uh so you decide to, to start your business but how was that process when when you realize, like, you know what, I'm gonna do this professional. Oh, I love this story. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so like I was saying, uh, we had our first yard sale when we moved to San Antonio at our home. We had had yard sales before, but we were always doing them through vendor spots. So we would rent like a little parking space at a church yard sale and, and have a day sale and you know, that would be it. So this is the first time that we were able to have a yard sale at our home. Um, and before this yard sale, I'm going to backtrack. Okay. Um, when we were living in Dallas, uh, I'm sorry, when we were living in Houston, I get my cities mixed up all the time. Too many cities. <laughs> um, when we were living in Houston, I had just had my son and um, I had had the idea in Dallas to start the business, but it just wasn't the right time. But the idea was there. Um, I'm going to backtrack again. This is the part where you might want to splice it out. <laughs> so that one of those church yard sales we participated in, there was a gentleman there that was always shopping and I was always selling. I would, we would do a sale once every other season. So one in the spring, one in the fall to help keep that purge going. And he came up to me uh, towards our, the end of our time in Dallas. He came up to me and he said, you know, I see you here all the time and you're selling stuff. What, what is your process? How do you sell stuff? And I was like, what's my process? I put a price tag on and I hope I sell it. That's my process. <laughs> and so he had this item that he was trying to sell, a piece of furniture, too big to bring out to the sale, but he just needed it to sell. And so I started suggesting 
solutions and saying, well, you can try doing it like this, or, you know, maybe look online or post it online or go to an antique store and see if they have any other items familiar or similar to that item and price it accordingly. And he kind of looked at me for a minute. He goes, why don't you just do it for me? And it was in that moment that I had the epiphany of this business. It was like, oh, I could sell that for you. And I gave him my information and he took my, he took my name and number. And a few weeks later he called and was like, Hey, if you're still interested, I'd love for you to come over and see some things. Well, at the time it just wasn't right. I, I can't remember if I was, if we were getting ready to move or if I was in a transition with my job, I, I it just wasn't the right time. And I re really hated telling him no, because I thought that this was an opportunity, but you know, if you're not ready to take on something that you know is going to be a good idea, you don't want to rush it. You don't want to you don't want to rush into it and then not have it work out cuz then you might think, "Oh, this isn't this isn't a good idea. This business isn't going to work." So it just it worked out for the best. I listened to my gut and I didn't take it on, but the idea was still there. So now, fast forward to Houston. Uh, I just had my son, my second baby, and I was uh, doing a late night feeding and I was just scrolling through on my phone, trying to do anything to keep myself awake. And I came across Groupon, uh, an ad from Groupon for business cards, 40% off, 60% off. I don't know. It was a steal. It was like $20 for a hundred business cards. So oh, I thought, wow. yeah, oh, deal. Woo. That wind is strong. Her coffee cup decided to run away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I bought the Groupon Sightens just right there on the spot. And I went right onto the website, which is Zazzle.com. Love Zazzle, by the way. Um, shout out. So I went right onto the website, applied my coupon code, designed my business card. It wasn't really a big process. I, I came up with the name right there, Yard Sale Management. I'll manage yard sales. Cool. Yard Sale Management. There it is. And I knew I needed a tagline and it was, uh, it was something ridiculous. It was absolutely, it was, it was really terrible. I don't even remember what it is and I won't tell you if I did, <laughs> but I put it on there and I put my name and I created this random email. And I mean, I did this within like an hour and a half. I mean, my feet didn't last that long, but at this point, was 2017, right? <laughs> um, no, this was, let's see. This was uh, 2014. Okay. So 2014, I designed the business card, created it, purchased them, got them made, delivered, and I had them. You know, I had these business cards and I'm working full time. I'm the director of sales for two different properties in Houston. And my kids are in daycare and my husband's working full time. And we have a garage that I can't even access because we just put all the stuff that we're hopefully going to sell one day at a yard sale. But we don't have time to have a yard sale. So it was just chaotic. But I had the business cards. So I asked my daycare lady, I was like, hey, can I just put a few of these business cards out here? And she's like, sure. So I put a few at the daycare. I come in and, you know, I, I look for them a week or two later and they're all gone. And I was like, oh, so I put a few more out there and then they never disappeared. So I don't know what the story was with the business cards, but I put them out there and I didn't get any feelers. So I was like, okay, well, you know, whatever. I've got the business cards. If whatever happens, I'm ready. So now fast forward to San Antonio, we have our first yard sale and my yard sales, no matter what, whether I was having them at the house or I've been having them at these church you know, fair sales, I would always recruit my husband to help me because I, you know, I have a process for how I do it and I wanted it, I needed help and it 
if you're doing it in a one day sale at a church parking lot, you have to get up really early, early. You have to get everything set up before everybody comes because the one thing I hate is having a yard sale and not being set up when people start shopping and they start sifting through your boxes before you've even set up. And I, it just, ugh, it gives me so much anxiety. I can't stand that. <laughs> so my biggest thing is I want to be set up before people start shopping. So I remembered I, I would always recruit my husband to help and begrudgingly he would. Um, and this yard sale that we had in San Antonio, again, the very first yard sale we ever had in our own home. Um, I asked him to help and he's helping. And I noticed he's kind of like, drag, not dragging his feet, but he's kind of like, all right, what else do you need help with? And I was like, hey, are you all right? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. It's just, I hate doing this. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know what else to say. And he's like, it's all right, but at least I know what to expect. And I, I, I found that kind of funny because I was like, what do you mean you know what to expect? And he goes, well, every time we have a yard sale, it's exact, you do the exact same way every single time you have a process. And for some reason, that triggered something in my head. And I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Ratatouille, where Emil tells his brother, or tells his brother Emil to take a bite of the strawberry and he'll take a bite of the cheese. And he takes that bite and all of a sudden there's two flavors combined and you see the inside of his head and it's like fireworks inside his head. It was exactly like that for me. (laughs) And I, I paused and for me to pause and to stop doing something and to not say anything, he could tell that I was processing an idea. And I was like, I'll be right back. He's like, all right. And it was on a Sunday. So it was like the third day. We started it on Friday. We had a great day Saturday and we were doing, this was on a Sunday when he was complaining, you know, helping me drag tables out and whatnot. So that was a weekend yeah. sale, it's not just one day. Correct, okay. correct. So, so I go upstairs and I knew exactly where I had those business cards that I bought. What is it? 2000, this was now 2000. 16, 17, probably about two years ago. So I I run upstairs and I get the business cards out and I grab one and I go downstairs and I put it on the floor of our garage and I take a picture of the front and I take a picture of the back and I go on Facebook marketplace and I create a post and I just say, did you need to have a yard sale but didn't have the time? I can help you with that. Give us a call. We do, we manage yard sales. Or, you know, it was something very basic, but it was at least elaborating to what we do. And I posted it and I put my phone away. And at the end of the sale, we took everything down. We closed up shop. We counted our goods, you know, our money. And I realized, which is very rare when I realized I don't have my phone. I realized I didn't have my phone. So I go to grab it. It was still in the garage. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. So I go to grab my phone and I sit down on the couch, crack open a beer and I open up my phone and I have over 200 notifications on Facebook. Oh, wow. And I'm like, what? And I'm thinking like, I'm thinking like somebody died or like something major has gone on, like a world event or something, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm looking through it and it's all these messages and responses, likes, likes, you know, comments, private messages on this post. And I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me. And I look through it and I've got people like, how much do you charge? Can you do this? Is this like all these questions? And I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? And my husband can tell I'm concerned and he's like, are you a bright babe? And I just, I look up at him and I'm like, I think I'm going to be busy. And I was from that point on, that was it. It just went from there. I was able to get my first client from that post. And from that first client, I got another client. 
and I got and then it just kept it just kept growing referrals and, and word of mouth and then Facebook and you know my people hearing about what I'm doing from other people and then it just grew it it exploded it's funny like you didn't think of put your own business cards on your uh, drug sale and just with a post just a random just to see if that works yeah like yeah just a random post and and you know what I thought I'm not working right now I, I I have the time my kids aren't in school I could do this easy peasy yeah easy peasy <laughs> easy peasy <laughs> so uh, I remember that you told me that you have a different services yes like three services yard sale four now four now four now I know. <laughs> I like so yard sale that you will tell us like how did you approach your your first the first time to a client the other is organization mm-hmm. or organized system I don't know yeah. how to call declutter it. and organize yeah we we do that We do the yard sale services where we manage yard sales for people who need to have a sale. We do organization and decluttering services. So if somebody needs to reclaim space in their life, in their lives, we help them uh, by decluttering and organizing the spaces that they're needing help in. And uh, that can also turn into a yard sale because when you declutter and organize, you tend to get rid of stuff. So then we can turn around and sell the stuff that they've gotten rid of and it helps offset the cost of the organizational services. And then we recently, because of COVID, we had to find a way to, uh, what's it, pivot. I love that word, pivot. We had to pivot during COVID. And one of the things that we came up with was hopping on to online sales. Um, we would love to begin to start selling stuff on our website. And right now we're working on transitioning to that. But what we do is people who have certain items, uh, you know, high dollar items, maybe $75 or more. Uh, we then take them on as a client and we can start selling items for them online. Uh, so we would list it through Facebook marketplace offer up, uh, I think what's another one that we use um five miles five miles yep yep and so we, we we list their items on different platforms and sell them virtually and what's nice is that if you have one item that's a hundred bucks but then another item that we might list it for 20 bucks we can list multiple items for people but we're not going to list something that we would sell at a yard sale for a dollar so it has to be it has to be worth the time and the money yeah. to sell it online um and so we have those three services now and just recently Recently, we are now doing uh, closet redecorating, I guess. Uh, we have a client whose closet practically broke. Uh, the, the bars that hold her clothes just fell off the walls. Oh and she couldn't even she couldn't even handle going into her closet. I mean, I, I can't blame her. So she basically uh, threw out the offer uh, for us to be a project manager and uh, oversee the work to get her closet redone so we're redoing closets now and um so you redo it or you hire like we hire ex- we have we're not contract <laughs> i'm not really good at hard labor in terms of hammering and nailing and painting i mean i can do it but that's not i don't want to do that so we're project managers so we're facilitating the organization of her closet and we're coming up with designs and then once she finds a design that she wants then we hire someone to come in and redo her closet i didn't know about that part and you don't know how many posts um 
mom's groups that they want to for ideas, yep. suggestions for a, a new closet yep. like organizing design and everything we actually partnered with a company called carly designs uh i think that's her name and if i got it wrong i'll let you know so you can get it out there to your listeners but she's local here in san antonio and she does closet designs and that's who we're going with right now and she does amazing work she does virtual designs so after she draws it up she sends you a virtual uh 3d image of the closet and um What's really exciting about this new service is once the closet is finished, I will then be the closet maid. So monthly I'll go over to my client's house and make sure the closet's put back in the right way. Uh, she does a lot of traveling. So when she comes back, I unpack her bag and I put things back where they go because I know how her closet's supposed to be laid out. Oh, wow. So do, do you go to this client like every month mm -hmm. kind of? Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So, that's I mean, it's so smart to, to have because with a yard sale, like maybe you're gonna have with that client one or two per year, yeah, and then you don't exactly for the rest of the year, exactly. So, and it gives me a chance to be able to also say, Hey, client, <laughs> I noticed that you've had this coat in your closet with the price tag still on it for a year now. <laughs> um, you really want it? I can sell this for you and make you an extra 40 50 bucks. What do you say? <laughs> so it gives me the chance to be able to see, you know, like, oh, I, I can tell that these are things that you haven't really touched because they've been in the same spot. Um, so it's really exciting. It's a new service. We're still working out the kinks to it, um, but it's exciting. It's just another another step in the growth department. And goes with your other, um, this new service, like, connects with your other services. Yes. So that's great that you're like, connected each yeah each, like dot to dot and it happens as it's supposed to happen it's not forced it's not rushed i mean the the online sales was a necessity for our survival and it was inevitable it was going to happen one way you know sooner or later um but the beauty i think of having your own business in an environment of an industry that is a service that is needed is that it evolves so as something comes up that you realize is a demand you just add it into the pile you just say oh yeah we can do that so i would like that you share with us like for example when a client contacts you because they want to do a, a yard sale mm -hmm. how is like kind of all the process to to make it happen sure so from the step one from step one the client would contact us we do consultations um, and this is not just to for us to get to know you. It's also a chance for us to see what it is exactly that you're needing because you might think you need to have a yard sale, um, but you might also find out that you need to also clean out your garage too. So it gives me a chance to offer up more of our services to allow them to see that if they could empty out their garage, they would have more stuff to sell and they would make more money. Um, Did so you charge for that consultation? No, the consultations are totally free. It's completely free because I don't want to have a consultation with someone and find out that they might not have enough stuff to have a yard sale and then say, oh, and thank you for your time. That'll be $30. I want to be able to say, you don't have enough stuff right now, but let's see how much more stuff you can collect over time. And then we can come back and revisit the idea of having a sale. Or are there any areas of your home that you might want to go through to get 
declutter, maybe we can add more stuff to that pile. So the consultations allow me a chance to visually see what they are wanting. And then also once we've deduced that they have enough stuff for sale, go through that process and explain it to them. So it's like a minimum of items? Yes. And it, it's really, yeah, and it's it's based on a visual. So just by looking at someone's pile, we can tell that you have enough stuff to have a sale. If I see only clothes, you can't have a yard sale with just clothes unless you're selling an insane amount of clothing. Um, so you would need to have a variety of things. You need to have a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, tools, kitchen items, home decor, clothes, shoes, accessories, kids stuff. You want to have a nice, even collection of items. Uh, because just like any other store, somebody who's going to a yard sale, they're going to stop if they see a nice collection of things. If they only see one, if they only see kids stuff, that one person's not going to stop. But if that person sees tools, they might stop. And then along the way, they might realize, oh, my granddaughter needs some shoes and pick up a pair of kids shoes. So you're not a specialty store, you're a yard sale. So you want to make sure you have something that caters to what everybody's wanting. It's like a strategy. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. There's definitely a huge strategy. Uh, there's a lot of mentality, mental, not games, but I guess you could say like a, there's a, even with, with all shopping, there's a, there's a bit of psychology that goes into it. You know, marketing, people use the color blue to attract certain feelings to get people to buy certain things. Um, same with yard sales. There's there's a huge strategy to make successful yard sales. So uh, with the consultations, it gives us a chance to see, one, do you have enough to have a yard sale? Two, is the yard sale going to be successful enough to warrant our services? Because I don't want to have a yard sale. You might have enough, but if you don't have nice, not nice things, but if you have things that if they're all dirty and dusty and they've been in the back shed for three years and you just want to sell it, no one's going to no buy one's it. Gonna buy it. Right, exactly. So I don't want to take on a client where I might not make them money because then they would owe us money and that completely defeats the purpose of our business. The purpose is for us to be able to sell stuff for you to not spend any money out of pocket if possible and to make money. At the end of my sales, the beautiful thing is that most of my clients end up getting money from us rather than paying us. So from the junk sale, it's worth for all that you, you sell from there is where they paying you yep. or they paying you apart. So at the year, when we have the consultation, we say, okay, what dates work for you? Let's say we're at the point where we're ready to schedule a sale. You have everything we need to have a successful sale, a three day sale even. Let's go for that. So we say, okay, what weekend works for you? Once we have a weekend, we do take a $20 deposit up front. And all that is, is just securing the date that goes into what is, you know, taken into account at the end of the sale. So the sales over, we take all the money that's been made. We add up the total revenue. We take out 45% and that's what we keep for commission. And then the rest is given to you plus the $20 back. So you get your $20 back plus the 40 plus the commission. Okay. Oh. That sounds really good. Like Hold on, that. reverse that. I said that wrong. Okay. <laughs> so the $20 is taken from the 45%. So if, say for example, our, you make... But you discount it for right, the 45%. Right, and then you get what's left. So I'm not gonna I'm not going to do percentages correctly, but say we make $300 and you make $500. 
we're gonna make 300, I'm sorry, we're gonna make $280 and you're gonna make that $500. You're just gonna get, you're gonna get that $20 back. Oh, okay, on top of us. Right, thing. because we've already gotten 20 from you. So we're gonna take out that 20 because we're not gonna keep that, but we're gonna keep 45% minus, 45% minus your deposit. Not like a big question. This is going to be a really good editing part for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so all over the place with explaining this. I really should get better at it. <laughs> so your client can be there on the yard sale or that part, how that works? The client can be there if they want. It's their stuff. I, I, I would never tell them not to be present. My only rule is if they are going to be present to not talk to the customers uh, to kind of hang back and just let us do the conversating. Uh, my biggest pet peeve is when somebody goes to a yard sale and the people who are having the yard sale follow you and talk to you about every single thing you're touching. Or uh, the minute you touch something, they go, oh, that cup, that's 25 cents. Okay, I don't care. I was just looking at the cup. I, I hate when people bother people when they're shopping. So my only thing with my clients is I just need them to sit back, and just relax. Enjoy the show. Just Enjoy the show. Yeah, because the point of hiring us is so that they don't have to do it. They don't have to be outside. They don't have to sit out there. They don't have to do any of the work. They don't have to stress and haggle. We take care of all of that. You can go to work. You can be on vacation. You can sleep in. You can go get breakfast. I mean, whatever you want to do, the weekend's yours. You know, I think a lot of people say that they hate having yard sales because it occupies their whole weekend and they barely make any money to count, you know, to justify it. For us, with YSM, we allow people to go and have their life and do whatever they want to do on the weekend and still have a yard sale and make money at the end of the day. Like, I'm pretty sure that you also know how to organize and present the items to make it look oh. Oh, that's yes. Oh, yes. I am a beast when it comes to organizing. <laughs> I'm probably too. I'm like I'm borderline OCD. I'm sure of it. I I need to make sure that all items are visible. So when people are shopping at our yard sales, I want to make sure that they can see every single thing on the table. That they don't have to sort through anything, because. Again, another issue, another pet peeve of mine is going to a yard sale where they have boxes of stuff and you have to go through their boxes. That's not my job. I don't want to dig through your boxes. I don't know what's in there. Do I don't even think they know what's in there. You know, I don't want to... You never know what you're going to find at the bottom of a box. And I know this for a fact because <laughs> I have to go through them uh, for my clients. But So what we do for our yard sales is we organize everything by department. So each table has its own air quotes department so you have home goods you have home goods and home decor and you have kitchen stuff you have sports and uh kids stuff you have office supplies uh christmas decor you have books and electronics uh you have shoes you have clothing i have clothing racks you know we have one rack for men's one rack for women's so you have to organize things by department so that when people come especially right now no you know, with COVID, it's harder to touch. You know, you, a lot of people are kind of apprehensive to touching. So, and you don't want to make it so that people have to touch. Although that's one thing yard sailors love to do is touch things. They want to touch and open and feel it. They're very texture driven. 
Um, so with my yard sales, what we do is we organize everything so well that if somebody wants to walk by with their hands behind their back and just look, their eyes can see every single thing that we're selling. And if we have things underneath the table, the bins are going to be labeled stuffed animals, $2, you know, or whatever the price would be. I don't know if I would sell stuffed animals for $2. I'm just giving a number. I don't, my prices aren't that crazy. <laughs> so, but it's important to have that organization because then if people don't want to touch, they at least want to be able to see what they can. And if they see something that catches their eye, they can go directly to that item. They don't have to dig through, you know, and it also keeps things safe. If people are digging through things on top of tables, something can fall, something will break. So it gives you the chance to make sure to set things up safely. So the breakable things are protected. Um, another Did you ever get stolen like items? Oh from god, a, yeah. Sadly. It, it's like you're saying, like people's coming and yeah. they're taking uh, things from boxes and maybe on that moment you have a lot of people. Yeah. It's for sure always like that one yeah. person. All my yard sales, I always have two people working in the morning. So from the time we open till about 11 o'clock, I have two people working because you need to have eyes, whether somebody's standing behind the cash box and somebody else is walking around, just putting things back after they've been touched. Um, because there, there's always theft and it's unfortunately a sad reality. Uh, but having two people helps to minimize it because we have such a good process that it makes it harder for people to be able to steal things. Um, you know, the more expensive items like perfume or really nice jewelry, we keep that up at the top uh, where we keep our cash box because we always have someone there protecting it. So, you know, unfortunately we do have theft, but we do everything we can to minimize that. I, I think maybe what, I don't know if you learned It has been a learned. It has been a a learned process. You know, you have one item that you just think, oh, this is a, you know, this is a really great item. It's going to be fine, and it ends up gone. And you realize, like, you know, an hour later, like, wait, did you sell that? I didn't sell that. You didn't sell that. Oh man. You know, and so every every time, because I take a mental inventory. If people, so are, when, when that happened, uh, it's like you have to pay that item to your client. I just, you know, I let them know, you know, when I come across it, like, hey, I'm so sorry this happened, and I leave it up to them to decide. Like, some clients, especially if, if say for example, if it's a really expensive item, then of course I'm going to compensate them. But I'm very lucky that I haven't had a really expensive item stolen yet. Uh, do we have wood? Can I knock on some wood here? <laughs> I guess this is close enough. <laughs> I'm really lucky that we haven't had a very expensive item stolen yet. Um, but if that were to happen, then of course I would tell the client, you know, hey, I'm so sorry this television was stolen. I don't know how it got stolen, but I listed it for 40 bucks and, you know, we'll definitely be taking that and, and you know, taking that consideration when we do our commission at the end of the sale. How do you decide or how do you know put the prices to different items. Some things are just kind of a, a guesstimate in terms of pricing. I've been yard selling for so long that I know where the value is at on certain items. So, you know, if you have a pair of gloves, I'm not going to make five bucks on a pair of gloves, but I might make three bucks 
you know, if they're new. And so I kind of price it based on my knowledge of yard sales uh, from shopping at so many. And other items, if they're higher dollar value, if you can tell when something's a little bit more expensive versus something from the dollar store. Um, <laughs> so I, what we like to do is we Google it and we look at what it's being sold for on eBay, what it's being sold for on Marketplace to see how people are selling those items online. And because it is a yard sale, I like to think of that as a liquidation sale. So say for example, this particular item is being sold for 20 bucks online. I'm probably gonna sell it for maybe 18 because people are gonna haggle. So I'm gonna price it a little bit higher, not as high as you would buy it online because if you're gonna buy it online, you're gonna get, you, you feel like you're, you should pay more if you're buying it online. But if you're buying something at a yard sale, you feel like you're gonna, you should be getting the lowest price possible. So my job is to find that mental, that mental price that people are still okay with getting and then selling them the fact that it's nice. And you do that by the presentation and the sale, making sure that the whole yard sale looks clean, looks organized, it, every, there's a process, and people can tell that there's a process when they come to my sales. I mean, I get it all the time. People are like, wow, this is a really good organized yard sale. And I flip my hair and I'm like, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> you put like labels with prices or how do you remember? I used to not do that um, because I really felt that having price tags on things deterred people from buying because it, it, it set a price and that people would see the price and not even want to haggle. Um, but what was happening is my yard sales were getting so busy and I would get a, approached by so many people like, hey, how much for this, how much for this? And I'm like, uh, 20 bucks, 10 bucks, five bucks, two bucks, three bucks. And I would just go crazy. And it also opened me up to theft because I was over here going like this, you know, telling people how much each thing is all at once. And while I'm doing that, my attention isn't on the other people who aren't asking me prices and they're taking things. So um, I, I had to, you know, say, okay, you know what? I think it might be better if I did price things. And it's worked out really well because again, my prices are a little bit higher than a normal yard sale because I'm bringing this experience and this knowledge and this value to the things. Um, but it also, you like, like your client doesn't need to be there. So they have right. to pay. Right. <laughs> exactly. So what happens then is we do price things. Um, I do like to bundle things together. So if you have, say, for example, you have all these books, a ton of books uh, or DVDs. I love DVDs because I'm not going to price every single DVD. I, I don't have time to put a sticker on 75 DVDs. But what I am going to do is put them all together on the table and put a sticker down that says DVDs $1 on a neon sign so that when people come up, they'll see, oh, all the DVDs are $1. Perfect. Um, I had somebody who had a ton of Pokemon cards. So what I did is I took a whole deck of Pokemon cards and I counted out 15 or 12 or I can't remember the count, but I made it so it was an even amount in each pile, wrapped them up, put a price tag on the bin that I put the cards in. And I said, pack of 12, uh, $1 each and or two dollars each or something like that. And I was able to sell all of the packs of Pokemon cards uh, And I made more money off of selling them individually wrapped like that than I would have if I sold the whole bag. Because it was, you had, they had like over 150 Pokemon cards. So if you, if you come up to a yard sale and you're like, oh wow, like a whole Ziploc bag of Pokemon cards. Do you think you're going to be able to make $12 off of that one Ziploc bag? No, no one's going to want to buy $12 worth of Pokemon cards. But if you have them bundled, If you have them bundled uh, in $12 or 12, 12 cards in each bundle and you put $250 on each bundle, somebody would be like, yeah, I'll get, I'll get two. That's five bucks, sure.
and they'll say, I'll give you three for the two of these. Great, because if I take $3 for two packs, I've made $12 like that, and I still have more money to make on the rest of the bundles. So by bundling things, you make a lot more money, and you're able to not have to price every single thing. You just price the bin that you put them in. And like you say, like you, you learn how to to people things. Like you know how how people thought like yeah. sports yep. about the, like drugs. Yeah, it's 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 awesome to be able because. I've been shopping at yard sales for so long that I understand their mentality because it's me. That's how I shop at yard sales. I'm not going to buy a $12 bag of Pokemon cards, but I might buy two packs if it's going to give me 24 cards and I'm still going to haggle you because it's a yard sale. That's what people do. You want to haggle. So I price everything so that way when people do come to haggle, even if I bring it down a dollar or two, I'm still making the number that I was shooting for. So if I price something at five bucks, my lowest point that I want to make is three bucks. I could list it for three bucks and I might make it. But if I list it for five bucks and someone says, okay, sure, I'll pay five bucks. Then I've made two more dollars than I originally intended to make. Okay, that's that's smart. So you price, you price things for the haggling in the hopes that nobody does. <laughs> But also, I love the haggle. So you kind of do hope that somebody does. Uh, tell me part, the part of the organization service. Like, I'm pretty sure that everyone related with Marie Kondo, yeah. after she put her show on Netflix, I, I watch her show. Like two or three episodes. <laughs> you didn't watch all of it? No, I didn't Why? watch all of that. Did you get bored with it? Or did it give you anxiety? No. Uh, the result of that was I took five bags, like trash, trash bags, mm. the, the black ones, mm -hmm. all my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I don't feel attached to this. Yeah. So I don't need it, like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And then that was actually hard to sell it. I was trying to sell it online. Go pick mm. it up. Facebook. Uh, Marketplace, Facebook, oh my goodness. and then <laughs> <laughs> yikes! Uh, then I tried to donate it, but not everyone. Liked it. That was kind of hard in some places. Yeah. I didn't want it. I, I still have like some, you know, some, some clothes with tags. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I got distracted. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> sorry, guys. About like <laughs> we're at Panera Bread. It's lunchtime. <laughs> But yeah, so... Panera <laughs> Bread. Panera Bread. <laughs> I, it's a new version of Panera. <laughs> it's, it's the bread store. <laughs> okay, so... I'm tell sorry. Tell me if your service is like... How related or no related is it like with Mary Kondo method TV show? I don't know, even know how to call it. <laughs> so I, I would say the concept of decluttering is basically the only similarity that we have. Um, Between what she does and what I do, our processes are totally different. The end result is the same. The end result is decluttering and getting rid of stuff. But I think that she's a little bit nicer <laughs> than I am. I'm very nice, but I'm also realistic. Um, if, if someone were to come in my home and help me declutter and say, does this cup spark joy? And I'd be like, yeah. 
yeah, it does. It's for sure because I own it and it is mine. I would not be able to part with anything. I mean, I might get rid of like two things, but I find that when you talk to someone, and again, this goes back to the consultation, having these consultations also allows me to learn who you are and find out what kind of a person you are, what kind of energy do you have? How do you, how do we talk? Like, how are our conversations? Because having those conversations allows me to know how far I can push you. So say we have a great conversation during the consultation and you're like, oh, this closet, it just, my kitchen pantry gives me such anxiety. Okay, great. I'm going to help you with that, but I'm not going to be soft on you. I'm going to be nice about it, but I'm going to remind you that you have three boxes of expired potatoes in here uh, or couscous or whatever, three boxes of expired cereal in your pantry. We don't need to keep it. It's expired. Yucky. We don't need it goodbye. Um, so I need to know for my clients how my approach needs to be. And some clients have really bad anxiety when it comes to the idea of getting rid of stuff, but they are ready to get rid of stuff and they need to. And when someone's gotten to that point, you have to respect that and you have to respect what their process is, not including what my process is. So my process basically evolves around who you are. So I had a client who was very anxious about going through things. Uh, you know, it had a lot of family history. There was a lot of, uh, you know, feelings that went into what she was purging. You know, stuff that belonged to her parents. They're no longer with us, you know. So I have to go through it very gently. And as we go through these things, I start saying, oh, so I understand this was your mom's and you have kept a lot of things that are hers, but maybe this one thing might be okay to get rid of. And I suggest it that we get rid of it. But the thing is, is that you have to look at items as a Rolodex in your brain. Everybody has an inventory of every single thing that you own. Every single thing you own is in your brain. You own a lot of things. We all own a lot of things. Things in our car, in our glove box, in our junk drawer, in the dining room, in that one weird drawer, in that container that you have in the dining room. We all have an inventory of everything we own in some place, in some form or another. And it's this Rolodex. And if you have too much stuff, that Rolodex is so full that it can't turn anymore. So you have to find ways to start purging each card from that Rolodex. And every time you get rid of one thing, it becomes easier to get rid of the next thing. And soon you've gotten rid of enough stuff to where that Rolodex can spin again. What I tell my clients is just because we have taken that and put it aside, it doesn't mean it's gone forever. You still own it. It's still there. And if it's something that you're trying to sell, we're not going to have the sale for at least a month because we're still going through your things. So let's put it temporarily, air quotes, <laughs> temporarily in the sale bin. Put it in the sale bin. And tonight when you go to bed, if the thought of that item is giving you anxiety that you have possibly gotten rid of it, go in there and pull it out of the bin. It's not gone yet. It's just in a different location. But what happens is as soon as you say, okay, sure, I'll, I'll think about getting rid of it and I'll put it in the bin. 
what happens is as soon as you put it in the bin with all the other things that you've gotten rid of, it then becomes something that you realize you're getting rid of and you accept the idea of getting rid of it. And if it really is that important that you do need to have it back, you will go and take it out. But by doing that, you have to force yourself to walk to where it is, to dig through the bin and to pull it out. <laughs> and it's a, it's a mental game, it really is, but it's very true. So just by convincing people to just put it in there and see how you feel, it starts that process. And it's just like when we're shopping, you know, you find that one thing and you're on the fence about buying it. You're like, I don't really know if I want to get this. And you tell the store, you say, can you just hold this for 24 hours? If you really want it, you're going to drive your butt back to the store and buy it. Because you can't stop thinking, you're like, I should have gotten that dress. I should have gotten that dress. I should have gotten it. So it's, it's all a process, but that's how I handle the clients that need their handheld. Other clients I have that are like, I don't care, it's just gotta go. And I'm like, great, throw it in the bag, throw it in the bag. <laughs> so now like, um, tell me, how do you advertise your business? Is it like a Facebook a market? So a lot of my business is word of mouth. Um, before COVID, it was, a lot of networking, going to different networking events, joining, you know, going to different events that are being held uh, free for non-members to attend. Um, you know, I loved events where we were able to stand up and explain what our business was because it always provoked somebody to say, I need you. Um, now that we're not in COVID, it's really gotten into, or now that we are in COVID, I wish I could say that we're not in COVID. Still in COVID. We're still in COVID. Sorry, stop the presses. <laughs> we are still in COVID. Um, but now because of COVID, it's really gone to word of mouth. Um, we've, we, we are trying to do virtual networking. Um, and we're, it's, it's like learning how to advertise ourselves all over again. Um, so with COVID, we are doing online networking. Um, but it's word of mouth. It's by uh, social media and it's by the people that I meet knowing what I do and telling other people what I do and referring them getting to know different real estate agents people did who you, are moving did you try to advertise it on uh, Mouse I learned like a powerful resource um, we've put a few feelers out and really um, it it, it does and it doesn't work so it's it we get bites but it's not a constant uh source of business yeah so we do um i know in the fall we're working on an advertisement for our organizational services uh we're going to roll out the neighborhood news which is a newsletter that goes out to different zip codes um and different uh communities uh, explaining our services because we do have seasons for our services. What about Nextdoor? Um, Next unfortunately with Nextdoor, you can only utilize your own zip code. So unless you've help someone in a different zip code and they promote your business in that group, I can't go into other zip codes and, and advertise my own business. Because I guess like your your office is like at home, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want to put on next door like your Although I do advertise on Nextdoor in my own zip code, just because it is nice when I do get a client, I don't have to commute too far. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, everything here in San Antonio is spread out. It is. <laughs> and it's funny because you say, oh, it's only 20 minutes to here, but that's not with that's not including the traffic. So a few months ago, a few months ago when I met you, you were showing the 
you just got an assistant first? I did! So did you still just with one person? So when we have yard sales, we do have a team uh, it, and it does depend on the size of the sale. Uh, so if we have a really large sale, then we, uh, I usually bring in two to three other girls. Um, and I do mainly only work with women because we are a women based business. Um, I have nothing against men. They're beautiful creatures. Um, but I do like to keep the, uh, we can do it mentality. Um, and also like a woman, don't take it bad guys. Yeah. We like love you guys. <laughs> you guys are great. But like a woman, we're very better like organizing like our minds more different than a guy I have met men organizers uh, they are far and few between but they are out there um, but I think that women know how to compartmentalize certain objects and uh, not on the organizational side of it but it's really mainly because I, I want to give women the chance to do what they're meant to do and if they If, and it's not easy what we're doing. We're lifting things. We're move, you know, during yard sales, we have to lift furniture and move it. Sometimes we have older, elderly, you know, customers that can't pick up the dresser to put in their truck. So, you know, we roll up our sleeves, we get dirty. We're digging through people's boxes that have been in garages for God knows how long. I mean, I come home with grit under my nails and I'm proud of it. So when, when do you think, like, what tells you, like, you know what? I need, I need to start to build my team. I need help. I need an assistant. What, what tells me? Yeah. What tells my me? bank account. <laughs> Can I afford it? Because <laughs> if I can't, then I'm just going to do it myself. I am. I love making money. You know, money is what drives me. This, I, I will be completely honest. I, I want more money. I want more money. I want more money. Um, <laughs> did I stutter? Should I repeat that? I want more money. <laughs> But, you know, my biggest thing is I don't want to take on someone if I can't afford them because then I feel like I've wasted their time. Yes. So if I have enough money to expand, I'm going to do it. But I'm going to do it as long as I know I'm doing this the right and the safest way. And I, I do, I will be the first to admit it, I have coddled my business probably a little too long. Um, but I knew I was waiting for the right person to come along and she came along and um, I'm, I'm so incredibly thankful for everything that she's brought to the table. She's my right hand. She's my PR. She's, she's the one that helps me practice for these kind of interviews. Um, you know, she takes care of my emails. She, you know, she, she's everything I need her to be. And that's what I needed. You know, if I say, Hey, I need you to be at this yard sale. We're starting at 6am. Like keep you, keep you organized. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I needed that. And, you know, I have a group of other, the other girls that I have, they're on call. Um, you know, they help me with yard sales. I have a client we're working on solidifying the details, but, uh, the, they're moving out of their house, they're downsizing and everything in their house is staying. Well, not staying, but whatever they're not taking with them, it is staying in the house. So we have to sell everything in the house, just like an estate sale, but they don't care about the money. They just need it gone. They would, they want to make some money, but they, they just want to get everything gone. So we're going to go through and we're going to 
price everything. We're going to, you know, price everything to sell. And uh, for that, I am definitely bringing in at least two to three girls. We're going to make sure that we have people in the rooms that things aren't getting stolen. We're going to have people at the front door, make sure we're keeping the crowd at a safe size. You know, we're going to have people at the cashier station to make sure that the box doesn't get stolen. You know, that's priority one. <laughs> so, you know, it's really awesome to have. I, I also have uh, a young girl. She's 14. Um, she's homeschooled. I think she's 15 now. So she's like an intern. Like an intern. Um, and she works with us on an as-needed basis and she's phenomenal. Um, you know, I'm not opposed to hiring men, but I, I do prefer to hire women first because I want to empower them. And for example, like you, you offer your services in all San Antonio. Oh yeah. In certain, in certain areas. What about like how far would you go? I'm asking you this because may I have you like clients without the San I will go wherever I'm needed. Um, I I can tell you I've gone to I've gone out of state for a sale before. Um, oh, wow. oh yeah, I can do our consultations virtually. I don't need to be in person because I can deduce whether or not the sale will be uh, it will be worth our time based on the consultation. And as long as you know how to turn your camera around to show show me what you're wanting to sell, I can see everything. You know, and if I say, oh, what's in this box over here? You know, they can show me what's in the box and tell me. And if I think that they have enough to have a sale and they have a, a decent yard, which again, our yard sales are held at the person's home. So uh, you have to have a driveway, or I'm sorry, you have to have a garage empty for us to be able to pull stuff in uh, so that when we come to stage the sale, you have to be able to have space to put the tables in. Um, I will say for on location sales, we need to have tables. Uh, I can't travel with my tables unless I'm driving. If it's in Austin or if it's in New Braunfels or if it's, you know, somewhere that I can drive to, then absolutely I'll bring my tables. And for example, like you do it a uh, drought sale just for one family or that yes. family can tell you, I want to combine like with my sister and with my mother-in-law for example so I do prefer only one family at a time um, as long as now if you wanted to combine your other family's items into your own I'm okay with that but I'm not separating them in prices so your stuff would all be considered into one pot um, at the end when you get the money uh, from the sale you can divvy it up with your family however you'd like But uh, generally speaking, I don't separate the prices like, oh, this is hers, this is his, this is the mom's. It's all one oh, yeah, collective. Because, yeah, like not that you say, like coming away problems, like not problem, but like it's complication. It's yeah. complicated. And then also because yard sales get so busy, you get brushes. You don't have the time to, to go through and say, oh, that was this, this is this, this, you know, this belonged to this person. And, you know, because what happens is somebody might buy an item from you, somebody might, and then that same person will grab an item from your mom and an item from your brother's table. So they're going to come up with three things that they want to buy and they're going to want to bundle them together in a price. So again, the prices I put on those things are going to come down because we're haggling and we're bundling those together. Then I would have to determine how to split that up three ways between the three of you. It's just impossible. Yeah, and it's not gonna work for anybody. Exactly. I would have an aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> so I know your business anniversary was in November. It was. Did you do like something? I didn't. No, we actually. I don't like with COVID, it's yeah. 
We actually, uh, with COVID and there were a few other things going on in November and it just made it, 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 it really just wasn't the right time, especially for what we wanted to do. Ideally, um, we wanted to kind of rally all of our previous clients together and have a big mega sale in my at my house in my front yard um, and just tell them bring a table bring some stuff you don't have to worry about paying for anything you know just set up a table and whatever you make is your money I wanted to get a food truck to come by and reach oh, nice. out to some media maybe a radio station or news outlet and try to get some PR from it uh, but really just celebrate our anniversary with our clients uh, but with COVID it just wasn't it wasn't ideal to have a large mega market with my clients. You know, like COVID, it's been stopping a lot of things. It has. It has. I, I, I feel, I feel weird, but I also feel safe with my yard sales now because we, at first, we weren't sure if we were even going to be able to have yard sales. You know, if it was, if people were even going to come. You know, uh, but we, yard sales, they're outside and. Uh, people feel like more comfortable. Yeah, inside. it's safer to shop outside than it is inside. I mean, we're eating, we're doing this interview outside, <laughs> if you can't tell. So, um, uh, like a businesswoman, you're a businesswoman. I am. Do you have any advice for people starting businesses? The best advice I can give is if you're really wanting to start a business, put feelers out before you do it. Don't just jump in and do it because so many times you think that you have this great business idea and you go through all of the work to get it set up and it flops because there's not a need for it. So the best thing to do is put feelers out like I did. Put, put, I put something on Facebook and it, I got the response more than I was looking for. So put feelers out. See if what you're wanting to do is something that people are wanting. And if it is, then take baby steps and cater to the people that have put an interest out and go from there and really let the word of mouth speak, you know, your business speak for itself. And if it is something that is really desirable, then take the next step. And you never know what that next step is. But when you start a business, you'll know what it is because it'll present itself to you. Thank you for the your, Yes. Uh, last question. Do you have any promo like that? First time drug sale, or do you have any promo for this new year? Because we're starting this year. Um, I I definitely do, and I can get you those dates because we don't have any dates set. But um, I do have a client who is going through her closet. I think I mentioned her earlier, uh, and she's getting rid of a ton of clothing, purses, shoes, accessories. So it's going to be a huge mega sale in terms of women's clothing. Um, and then we have two yard sales already on the books and they're all in April. Um, we have other yard sales, but we haven't solidified dates yet. So we definitely have some dates coming up in April, but I would just say stay tuned on our website, which is yardsalemanagement.com. We list all of our yard sales coming up um, and we're working on listing all of the items that we sell online through our website. Uh, but for now, I recommend following our Facebook page. Again, just search Yard Sale Management and you'll find us. And we list all of our items for sale on Tuesdays. Um, I'm sorry, on Thursdays. Sorry, we list all the items for sale on Thursdays. On Tuesdays, you'll see what was sold. So don't look on Tuesdays if you're looking to shop. <laughs> you won't find anything but sold items. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll get you those information, that information uh, for the dates for the sale. So that way yeah, people like can know. Yeah, like that's because we got... Uh... 
it's going to be huge. Social media too. It's going to be so. If if anyone's listening that would be interested in coming, once the date is set, we are going to have a VIP night. Uh, so the night before the sale, it'll be on a Thursday, and it'll be an exclusive event. So if the only way you can come to it is if you've heard about it through word of mouth or invitation. So my previous clients, my followers on uh, social media, those are the only people that will be invited. Um, so you'll get first dibs on all the items, and I can tell you firsthand that there's going to be some really great pieces with tags still on them. <laughs> well, thank you so much to be here. Thank you, Stephanie. And um, remember, like I will say, like book as soon as possible with your management. Yes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We're taking time off in the summer. Um, we do have seasons, so we do our yard sales in the fall and in the spring into early summer. But once the summer months hit in uh, July and August, we take those months off because it's just too hot to have yard sales. But you're still doing like organization, absolutely, and any online sales all the time. I think here you're gonna have a new, <laughs> a new client. Yay! <laughs> so thank you so much, and remember, we got your radio, and we are here for you. Thank you to be here with us in another episode. I really appreciate it. Please join our Facebook group, Gotcha Radio San Antonio. And remember, if you want to talk about your business, you want us to go and interview your favorite local business, or if you have a really cool and interesting story about San Antonio, Texas, please contact us through our Facebook group. And remember, we are Gotcha Radio, and we are here for you.